0: Good afternoon and welcome to Title Time, the sports podcast for San Bernardino Valley College. I'm your host, Marcus Hayes, and today we will have one special guest, Coach Radigan. Coach Radigan is the head coach for San Bernardino Valley College's cross-country team as well as track and field. Coach, how you doing today? I am doing great. How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, we didn't have Farcis. Farcis was supposed to be with you today. Uh just finished kind of, I guess that's the life of of a top tier athlete. You got to be able to change things on the fly. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So we switched our workout from Monday, Wednesday to just a Tuesday workout. And he just did, I believe, five times a mile on the track and he's got a 20 minute cool down. So yeah, he's getting ready for the 10K on Friday night. How excited are you about that? I mean, you
0: guys have... One female advancing on, and she's, I believe, in the steeplechase. Is that correct? And then you've got um uh, uh, yep. out there. What's the general mood of the program overall?
1: So last year for women's track and field, I'm the women's head track coach. Uh, we scored zero points at conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year we took third. So we are moving up. Um, I'm really busy trying to recruit women Distance runners to come join our cross country team and then track team. So we're looking really good on the guy's side. We're trying to build back up. Uh, We're pretty much um, a distance based group, but we we got some good young sprinters in this year and some hurdlers. So it's been real good. Been real, real fun, real quick. (laughs) So when I mentioned it to one of my athletes, he said, dang, coach, we're almost done. Yeah, went by pretty quick. And and.
0: It's interesting that you say that, Coach, because the training, everything that goes into it, all the running, all the workouts, and it goes by in the blink of an eye. How quickly, or let me say, for an athlete to be successful, how quickly must they be able to grasp that concept that the time of the season
1: and the training is fleeting? So we started back uh, when cross-country ended, uh, right before Thanksgiving, they took a week off, and then we started gearing back up for track. So we started, uh, when the semester started middle of January. So our first meet was about three, four weeks after that. And, uh, we get going, we have some races we peak for, or we, we train for, um, I wouldn't say peak for, we try to, we gear those to g- run some fast times at, and then we look to run well at conference and then SoCal, and then hopefully make the state meet. So with Yoselin, uh, Canseco, she's from San Gregorio high school, um, the steeplechase athlete. Yep, yep. She was, uh, she was okay in high school, um, and she's okay with me saying that. She is phenomenal now. She has worked really hard. She's from what high school? Uh, San Gregorio.
0: Okay, same as Farcis. Uh, Farcees right? went to Farsees, Grand Terrace. a uh, Grand Terrace. And yep. so you guys, a uh, pair of local kids. Yep, yep. Um, and that and that leads me into my next question: Is at what point do you start to? take looks at the high school kids or do you just do you wait for them to come to you? What's the process in recruiting uh, some of the top kids? Because I know that the top guys are going to go or girls are going to go to potentially D1 places. How does your recruiting factor into filling your rosters?
1: So I'm constantly looking for runners all the time. I start right now. I mean, I'm already looking at kids for next school year, Um, not this coming school year, but kids who are juniors now who are going to be seniors. So I'm constantly looking for runners. Um, I have a lot of connections. I have a lot of former student athletes of mine who are high school coaches and teachers. So I was at one meet last week and there was like eight coaches who ran for me. So I have a lot of connections around the Inland Empire to get names, numbers, information. So I'm constantly recruiting. If you don't recruit at this level, even though we've been very successful, kids aren't going to come to you. You you have to go out and recruit. I, I, I tell my wife, it's like, you know, going through Costco and they're asking you if you want to buy solar. So the more people I ask to buy solar, the more people I'm going to sell it to. The more kids I recruit, the more I'm going to get.
0: Definitely. And recruiting, a lot of recruiting with coaches goes on reputation. And you've got one of the most wanted reputations in junior college athletics, let alone cross-country and track and field. I mean, you've had 21 consecutive conference titles. Uh, you won a litany of awards as a coach. How does that go into the recruiting process? Uh, what What's your biggest kind of calling card, if you will?
1: Uh, I like to use the phrase, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. I went to community college. I ran at Arcadia High back in 1984 through 86, got hurt my senior year, went to community college, best thing ever. My uh, coach at Glendale College got me started in coaching, and here I am now. But I tell kids, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. I've had kids who have been D1 recruits who've come run for me. I've had kids who were 4.5, seven AP courses with all scores of 5 come run for me. So it doesn't matter. Um, I really want to develop young men and women. You know, like we talked earlier before we went live here, um, winning state titles is great. I want to win another one before I leave here, but it's not the end all for me. I want to see my runners develop, go on to a four-year school, be able to have a family, get a career, do all those things that they can with a college degree. And you've been in the game
0: for quite a while, I mean, over 30-plus years. Describe the feeling When you kind of get the, when you get the athlete that comes back and they're with their daughter or they're with their wife or, you know, they're coming just to show you some love. What does that feel like to you as a coach?
1: So I've been to a couple weddings already. Awesome. I've seen the birth of a number of my runner's children. I mean, those are great, you know, but when I see them and and see their parents and they say, you know, what an impact I've had on their life, you know, that that's meaningful. You know, like I said, I could wear the rings, but what's that going to do? You know, So I want to be able to see kids get from valley to the next step and finish finish strong. Like I always say, last rep of a workout, make it your best one.
0: Definitely. And that brings me to my next question is, what is the biggest obstacle a young runner must overcome when transitioning from the high school to the collegiate level?
1: So being asked this question, I'm going to go to my most recent athlete in this situation. That would be Yoselin. Uh, who came in as like a 14, 10, 3200 runner out of San G High School, nothing spectacular. Uh, she has improved tremendously. We just finished a workout and she ran her last 1K at the equivalent of 1755 5K pace. So she's running at like 540, 545 per mile pace, wow. which she couldn't even do that for one mile in high school last year. So she's trained, she's adapted to our training. That's the key thing. I don't want to have my kids come in and then, you know, we boost them up with mileage. It's a transitional stepping stone from their freshman year to their sophomore year. And and in
0: that transition from the freshman to the sophomore year or from the high school level to the college level, uh, what are some of the pitfalls that uh, you see that most runners must avoid at that time?
1: Um, a lot of times kids... Uh, Training is different from the high school level to even the community college level. So you got kids who practice after school, after having five, six classes a day to now, hey, they might not have had class on the workout day with us. And just getting used to being able to have that freedom of not having all their classes on one day, but really trusting in the process of believing in your coach, believing in yourself, um, that you are going to get better. And it's not going to be overnight. So... I've had coaches who I've heard say, "Hey, you're going to become an all-American. You're going to be a state champion. You're going to do this. You're going to do that." I tell the kids, "Come in here, work hard, be coachable, be coachable. Good things will happen." But I'm not going to make promises. Like when you get a
0: young runner like Varsi from um, Grand Terrace, from Grand Terrace, when when you get a young runner like that, what sticks out to you that makes him so special as a freshman? What are some of the characteristics that you notice? Coachable,
1: hardworking, dedicated, disciplined, wants to get better academically, athletically, listens, punctual, communicator. I mean, what more could you want? He's an awesome young man. So if I could mold him and clone him, we'd have another state championship team because he's just that type of guy. And he's good. Uh, but he's way better than he was last year, way better than high school.
0: And when we start thinking about that, um, those attributes that you just mentioned kind of lead a guy into being labeled as elite, right? How does a runner exactly reach an elite level?
1: So it, it's a long process. My assistant coach here at Valley was NCA champion last year in the 10K. For Azusa Pacific University, she ran at Summit High School, ran at San Jose State, where I had another state champion who ran for me, was one of her teammates. uh, Teammates, her name's Jenny Sandoval. Um, It's a process. It's a grind. You got to be patient. That's what I tell my runners. Be patient. You know, do all the little things, too. Don't try to bite off more than you can chew. You know, it's not, hey, I did a great workout with Coach Radigan today. Uh, I'm going to go home and do another eight miler. No, no, no. Go home rest. Eat, go to bed, get your sleep, take care of yourself. Those are the key things, all those little things.
0: What kind of foods are you promoting for your athletes? I mean, to burn so much fuel, what type of foods are you kind of pushing them? Hey, eat this, don't eat this, eat that, don't eat that.
1: Yeah, they're going to need their proteins, their carbohydrates. Um, Try to eat really well. Jenny is really good at that with uh, promoting a good diet for our kids you know, Jenny, we, is, Jenny Sandoval, she's one of my assistant coaches, Right on. Um, super young lady. So just trying to make sure you eat the right things, uh, make sure you have your iron levels are up too. So that uh, sometimes becomes a problem with some of our athletes um, being low with their iron levels. So taking supplements. But the key thing too is just getting enough sleep. You're putting your body through pretty rigorous activities every day in training, going to school. So you got to get your rest. And that's the key thing that we promote, Um, along with diet, is just making sure you get your hours of sleep per night, at least eight to nine. If you can get a little bit more, that's better. And you know,
0: you know, you've been a runner most of your life. You're actually imparting to your athletes knowledge that you have won and lost with, with your own body. Tell me what that's like when you're talking to them and you're seeing them and you you can see that they're in pain. How do you ride that edge between being a coach
1: and being sympathetic as an athlete? Pain is temporary. Probably
0: so I tell forever.
1: Yep, I tell my athletes that, you know, you're going to hey, if you can suffer in the workout and get through it, it's going to make the racing easier. So today Yoselin did a great workout and I said, "Hey, we're running four 1Ks, that's two and a half laps around the track, 3-minute recovery." Uh Here's the paces we're running the first three at. The last one, we're going to try to go a little bit quicker. And I had one of my uh, male runners who's not competing this weekend. He paced her. And I said, hey, throw in some surges. You need to cover the moves because that's what's going to happen in the race. And she ran her fastest 1K of the year. And I told her, just, you know, relax running, fast running. Pain is temporary. You can do it. When you talk about that pain,
0: when we're just layman, normal people sitting around a table all of us have run on a treadmill or on the street or around the block. And when that dagger hits you in the side, how do you keep going? How do you keep going? What
1: inside you says, I can't go to my knees like a normal person? You got you to gotta have that belief in yourself. You got to trust your training. And you got to have those other things like, hey, I think about all those times I ran at practice, all those workouts I did. I'm going to fight through this. I'm going to be a competitor. I'm not just running against the other entries in the race. I'm running against the clock too, because there's only going to be one winner, right? But you could be a winner too, because you got a PR or you set a school record or you got a medal at the state meet. So that's kind of what I believe in. Um, I'll give you a quick little story. I cycle. So I picked up uh, road cycling, like Tour de France type stuff um, during the pandemic. And I did my first race. And, uh, it was only a 20 miler, but it was, uh, laps and I'm an older guy and I was against guys right here, these age, they were half my age, if not younger. And it was pretty windy. And every time I came by the start finish, there were my wife and son go dad, go Jim. And I'm like, crud, if I drop out now, I'm never going to hear the end of it ever. I kept going. They were my inspiration. And I beat a lot of people. I beat a lot of guys. And I had guys who were, you know, half my age in their early 20s who uh, didn't finish. And I said, hey, why didn't you finish? Oh, it was too windy. It's windy for everybody. Mm. Suck it up. Deal with it. Mm. Right. Find your inner motivation. You know, that's life. Still
0: got the competitive edge. Just it is. And, and, and you're a young guy. I mean, you're well, I mean, you're you're in your you're in your mid 50s. Yeah. Right. Uh getting ready to retire from teaching. Yes sir. Applause to you. Thank you. For that, right? You put in a heck of a long uh career. You've got 17 days left. Yeah. What does that feel like when you're looking at the end of going to the classroom every
1: day? Uh you know, it's kind of interesting because I thought I would be pretty emotional. Um I think I will be that last day. Um I like to think I've made an impact on the lives of the students that I've had. So that's the key thing. I had a student who came back to my room at open house two weeks ago and I forgot his name, but I remembered his face. And he said, I said, Hey, what are you doing here? And he said, You know, Mr. Radigan, I just want to tell you that you made coming to school worthwhile. You were the you were the reason I came to school every day. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Wow. I mean, I didn't I don't know those things as you're teaching, right? So, yeah, 32 years, long time. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to coming here and giving all my attention to San Bernardino Valley. This is my home away from home. I love coming out here every day. I live in Rancho Cucamonga. This is my home away from home. I love it out here. Uh, I have a recruit coming to visit tomorrow. Got to, you know, sell it up, try to tell him all the benefits of coming here. And I think the key thing for me is telling my athletes what you see is what you get. A lot of times it's uh, like going and buying a used car. Car looks great. You take it home and it's starting to fall apart. You know. So I try to tell the kids, hey, what you see is what you're going to get. I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to scream. I'm not going to curse. I have a no F-bomb rule on my team. You drop an F-bomb in my presence, it's 20 push-ups. Mm. I think we only did 60 push-ups this track season. Mm. Is that the whole team or just the offender? Uh, the offender. The offender. And if I drop them, I got to do it too. I Look did it at that. one meet. I did 100 push-ups. I, and it was my birthday, too. I was pretty upset. We ran crummy that day, but then we came back and ran
0: really well. He's got the kids aiming for a higher standard, guys. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm hearing there, right? But, Coach, you said, and, I, and I'll leave you with this, what you see is what you get. And what you see is what you get on May 5th. You're sending two athletes to the— Actually,
1: six. You're seven. We have seven. We you're have seven.
0: Seven athletes to the prelims. Mm-hmm. Who can we expect to see there? I mean, we see seven, We say seven athletes. Do you know their names? Yes. We can give them a little love here. Oh, yeah. Who, who's who? I'll, Let us know who's who.
1: I'll run them all down. Please um, do. In the 110 High Hurdles, we have a young man named Chomple uh, Kanya Masa. He's from San Bernardino High School. We have Caitlin Honabak from Citrus Valley High School. She was conference champ in the 100 Hurdles. We have Ayla Lynette Smallwood. She's from San Gregorio High School also. She's in the 100. We have Jaziri Gill in the 800. Um, He's uh, from San Ysidro High School. We have John Morellas from Arroyo Valley High School. Um, We have Ferrisis Torres from Grand Terrace. And we have Yoselin Canseco from San G, San Gregorio, who qualified in three events. So she's running the 800 just for a workout to get a PR and then... She's going to run um, the steeplechase on May 12th. And if she makes the state meet, which fingers crossed, we're training that way. It's looking good. Um, we'll drop the 5K. So, wow.
0: Yeah. Wow. Wow. Elite athletes. Yeah, they're um, doing well. When we start talking about, I mean, but these are, these are youngsters. These are youngsters. How do you get them to be so dialed in and so focused? Uh, for something as hard as it is. I mean, do they come to you guys like that? I mean, no,
1: they don't. I mean, I have a lot of my former coaches who, you know, they, they train them just, you know, they just do a little bit. And I like that. I like getting kids who uh, are under-trained when they come here because then we kick it up a notch. And, you know, I tell them, Hey, you know, life is short. Do the best you can run every race. Like it's your last, you know, don't leave anything behind. Don't, Tell me when you cross the finish line. Oh, coach, I could have won. Don't don't tell me that. Go win it. And if you don't win it, you gave your best effort. Because that's life, right? That's what life needs to be. Absolutely. Give your best every day. Absolutely. And have a smile on your face. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Well, coach, where can the good folks at
0: home follow you on social media? What can you plug? Go ahead and plug something for us, man. We so, need to let so, the we're doing. So, so we
1: have an Instagram, but I gotta find. So my assistant coach Jenny Sandoval runs it and I got to see what the name is for it here um let's see I think it's SBVC Oh I'm not getting any signal here but it's if you go if you google like Valley College track and field it's on there um I'm not as big in the social media thing uh, I'd rather just meet the kids and talk to them in person. So when I go recruit, like you're asking, I'm out there recruiting. I don't send my athletes to go recruit. So for the kids that are at home that are listening right now and going,
0: oh, man, I want to run for that guy, can they just pull up to the campus? I mean, where,
1: where they? I need to know where they can come. So if they go to the Valley College uh, website and go to athletics, you can go to the link that says Become a Wolverine. And it's like an interest form, so you fill out your name, contact number, what you've done in high school times-wise, running-wise, and then I'll get that and I could uh, go ahead and give them a contact. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, thank you
0: for tuning in to the Title Time Sports Podcast for San Bernardino Valley College. We hope you enjoyed today's episode with Coach Radigan. Don't forget to follow our podcast and leave us a review. Let us know what you think. And as always, keep cheering for the wolverines and remember when it comes to sports it's all about the title